Angie's List is now Angie, A-N-G-I, the nation's largest home services marketplace. And they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project is, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. That's what you want, right? I'm uh, thinking about building out my basement in my cabin. I've been perusing Angie, looking for just the right contractor to get it done the way my wife and I want it done. Now, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and right in your neighborhood. That's important, right? You can do comparative shopping. Get started today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today. The app and the website are free to use. Angie.com or the Angie app. Go check it out today. Hello, America, and happy Sunday. Yes, I so like forward to the Sunday edition now because we take the best of the TV show that we haven't had a chance to share with you and we make it available on Sunday morning when maybe you're scrambling the eggs or reading the newspaper, going for that long walk, hanging out with the dogs, whatever it is. Sometimes I'm at the cabin. I like to listen to it. We've got four or five great guests every Sunday, and this is no exception. Up next, you'll hear me and my co-host Amanda Head with investigative reporting and interviews with top lawmakers and newsmakers you don't hear anywhere else. To see our daily show, go to Real America's Voice each Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern or watch anytime at justthenews.com slash TV. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News to become a four-year member for just 
$30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. Good evening, America, and welcome to Just the News, Not Noise, the show that brings you honest journalism without all of that political nonsense. Joining you from Washington, D.C., I'm John Solomon. And I'm Amanda Head, joining you from the woke coast of the country. That would be California. We have a jam-packed show today, John. Joining us shortly is the CEO of Trump Media and Technology and former Congressman Devin Nunez. He's going to be giving his reaction to a story that you broke today over on justthenews.com about the recent revelations from special counsel John Durham's investigation into the Russia collusion hoax. Also joining us today is the former governor of Alaska and newly announced U.S. congressional candidate Sarah Palin. She's going to have a lot to say about Senator Lisa, Lisa Murkowski, President Biden's Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson, and explain to us why she decided to re-engage herself back into politics all of these years later. We'll also be joined by the one and only Congressman Brian Babin of Texas to talk about a surprise visitor at today's Border Security Caucus meeting and react to the Biden administration's decision to lift Title 42. First, John, do you want to break down your exclusive Just the News story for our audience? Yeah, absolutely, Amanda. Special Counsel John Durham is saying for the first time that the Hillary Clinton campaign's attempt to smear Donald Trump with the fake Russia collusion narrative was a conspiracy in the legal sense. He also called it a joint venture between the campaign, its lawyers, its researchers, and uh, tech executives that it worked with. And he's also revealed he has a smoking gun text message. Yep. It shows that the Clinton campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, clearly lied to the FBI, telling them flat out, I'm not working on behalf of any campaign when he brought all that dirt on Donald Trump. It turns out, well, he was working for the campaign. Now, here to break this all down is the man that unraveled the Russia collusion narrative, the former House Intelligence Committee chairman and uh, former Congressman Devin Nunes. Congressman, great to have you on the show. Great to be with both of you again. Thanks, John. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, You've had a little bit of time to absorb this extraordinary filing. It's a motion, but it basically tells a larger story. What's your reaction to what John Durham revealed today? Well, you've seen an an interesting kind of how these indictments play out. So indictment comes, all the fake news either ignores it or they attack John Durham or they attack the the overall Russia hoax that, you know, that always saying it wasn't a hoax and they ignore it, they ignore it. And then these people who have been indicted uh, run a series of kind of countermeasures and they go to court, try to get the cases dropped, try to get them reduced, try to fight what evidence can be brought into court. And then lo and behold, Durham comes back and bam, and hits them right in the face. Uh, and that's what happened here. I mean, I'm not sure if Sussman knew that this evidence existed. I'm assuming his attorneys had to have known. 
So, uh, you know, it, it seems, you know, to me like Durham is just doesn't leak, plays by the rules, brings the evidence or brings the indictments. Then, and then when he's fought over it, he brings evidence that is, you know, pretty damning. I mean, look, I, everybody has a right to a fair trial, but this is pretty much a, you know, kind of a stone cold case, John. I don't know how she would say it. I mean, the text message says exactly what's in the indictment, which is that, yeah. you know, he knew damn well that uh, that he was lying and that he was working on behalf of the Clinton campaign and the DNC when he went to the FBI and lied to them. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and it's pretty damning that he actually used the word conspiracy. And John Durham has been uh, much slower than I think a lot of people would like, but he has been methodical. And like you said, no leaks or anything like that. But Congressman, I imagine for you, this might almost feel like vindication because bit by bit, uh, piece by piece, so much of what is is coming to fruition is what you and others laid out in the plot against the president, which the mainstream media discredited as as a conspiracy itself. Yeah, I mean, I don't need any uh, vindication. I mean, I think the great journalists like John and others uh, who did this great work, there were so many that got ridiculed and attacked. I mean, John, you've been attacked just at, at nauseum, uh, very unfairly, and not just on the Russia hoax, but also on the Ukraine impeachment hoax, which I know that just came to fruition here in the last couple of weeks since you've been completely vindicated on that. So for me personally, and even our team that did this investigation, uh, you know, we've got millions of Americans who understand the facts here. They understand that Donald Trump and the whole Republican Party was framed. And quite frankly, the people who voted for Donald Trump and voted for the re Republicans were framed. And I think this played a real damaging role in the 2018 elections. It played a damaging role in the 2020 uh, elections, presidential election. Uh, and now you're seeing that, you know, when you lie and you have and you corrupt the democratic process in this country and the judicial process and the FBI and all the intelligence agencies, what happens is, is that People, real people end up dying. And, and let me just expand on that. So Biden was elected. And then, you know, because of all of this crap that's happened over the last, you know, during the Trump administration, where the United States of America couldn't have a real foreign policy and deal with characters like Putin in kind of a normal way. So what happens is you have the degradation of both the Russian government and the Ukrainian government, which have been degrading quickly because here in the United States media, 95% of them spent all the damn time either making stuff up about Russians or making stuff up about Ukrainians. And then you wonder why now that you have Putin invading Ukraine and you have you know, tens of thousands of people uh, killed. Uh, you know, this is what happens when you lie, you, you erode democracy, you erode, our you erode our intelligence agencies and everybody that works within them. You end up in a situation like this where it goes from political dirty tricks to real lives being lost and, you know, a whole upheaval uh, across the globe. I mean, part of the reason why, you know, now you see it's not just the pandemic, it's not just the supply chain crisis that, that, that was caused by the pandemic, but I think more importantly now it's, you know, Biden's lack of leadership where, you know, we can't even count on our, our old allies in the Gulf to bring forth, uh, you know, oil, oil supply anymore. Uh, and so you now created these shortages and now people are paying with lives in foreign countries. And now are the American people are paying uh, the price at the pump and the price when you go to the store. So real bad things happen when 
democracy fails, right? And you know, one of the fake, famous fake news outlets like to say democracy dies in darkness. They're exactly <laughs> right. They're the ones who have created the darkness and democracy does die. It just happens to be the fake news media that's actually creating this. Yeah, such a great point. Congressman, there are a lot of jewels that are clear references to the work that you did at the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, mentions of Christopher Steele, he clearly looks like he's going to be a witness in this trial. Bill Priestap hits his notes and further affirm that Sussman died. But there's a big, important one. You actually interviewed Sussman, your, your investigative counsel, Cash Patel, and you locked him down into the different story. He told you guys apparently the truth, that he was working for Hillary Clinton after previously telling the FBI a lie. It's your testimony that's used in this uh, 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 filing today to validate that he was lying. What does that feel like when you see that work come back and prove the truth? Well, look, uh, none of this is good for America, but it's but it's what's most important is that for the future of America, this is really important. So it's really important that John Durham bring all of these cast of characters uh, to light and hopefully have them prosecuted. So, you know, we made over, four, I think, 14 criminal referrals involving dozens and dozens of people. We've never talked about those publicly or what specifically was in them, but we went through the proper channels. So I would like to see at least all, and hopefully at the end of all this, we will see that Durham has went through, you know, all of the criminal referrals, not only the House of Representatives uh, has, has, has put forward, but also the ones that Senator Grassley and Senator Johnson have put forward. I think that's, you know, the American people are really relying on Durham. Uh, to get this right, to kind of restore some normalcy to our intelligence agencies and give people faith and confidence in the judicial system. Yeah, and I, I want to shift gears a little. Something else that is not good for America, suppression of free speech. Yesterday, uh, it became big news that Elon Musk acquired 9.2% of Twitter, which is the largest share of any of the shareholders. And a lot of people speculated that he was going to open up the floodgates, reopen Twitter, re-allow free speech to expand on the platform. And then today, squash, no way, Donald Trump never going to be allowed back on the Twitter platform. Your thoughts on that? Well, look, it's one of the reasons I left Congress, which was to reopen the Internet. So I'm not sure all the games that are being played here. You have the, you know, one of the richest men in the world, or I think the richest man in the world, uh, you know, supposedly wanting to reopen uh, uh, free speech. But, you know, then going to a platform that's full of thousands of, of people that clearly don't like Republicans and are very hardcore left wing, not to mention that if you look at Truth Social, uh, where we continue to grow every single day, even though we're just barely in the testing phase, we continue to prove out the process, focus on our quality and reliability as we bring new users on. Uh, it's every single day, John and Amanda, that we see people who have been banned for Twitter for life. So, you know, we're going to be the home for all of those people. I don't foresee much changing at Twitter. It's probably going to be nice window dressing uh, for for these fake or kind of these uh, social media tech tyrants, these these companies. But I just don't see big changes coming. And I think that's why you're going to continue to see uh, Truth Social, is, which is already getting massive engagement uh, by the users that we've led on so far. Uh, and you can actually, you can still, you can go down to the Apple App Store uh, and you can download the app. And I think, you know, quickly here, we're moving faster and faster towards being able to bring everybody on the platform. And then also we're going to have the web application uh, open soon. And in addition to that, uh, I think we're making some progress possibly on the Google Play Store. We'll see. There could be new news with that soon. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, the former governor of Alaska, Sarah Palin, here next.
Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Welcome back, everybody. There was a recent political announcement that made a lot of patriots rejoice across America, especially those in the state of Alaska, a longtime proponent of freedom, the Second Amendment, energy independence, and our nation's founding values. And now she's back and vying for the lone U.S. House seat that represents Alaska. Sarah Palin, it is an honor to have you on. Thank you so much. It's my honor. My pleasure. And I know that you have, you know, I know you've probably been enjoying your private time, your time outside of politics, but we are in a very tumultuous time in our country. What made you want to step in and get back into the political cycle? Well, you already nailed it in that uh, how you prefaced the introduction to me. Those issues that are so important to me happen to be so important to uh, Alaskans and America, and Alaska has so much to offer this great nation in terms of energy independence and sovereignty and solvency that uh, with the unfortunate passing of our sole representative, Don Young, who had served for 49 years here in the last frontier, uh, when Don Young passed, I knew that that was time then to throw my hat in the ring and offer myself up in the name of service uh, 
And you also, with your suggestion of you know, recognizing it, it is kind of a sacrifice to your, your private time, but you know, a little bit more flexibility when you're not in office. <laughs> However, I'm willing to do that because uh, I think our state, our country, gosh, we can't keep going down the road that we've been going. We've got to do something different. Yeah, we definitely do. Now, when you were last on the political stage, you made Mama Grizzly Bears famous and drilling and energy independence. And now our country, parents are fighting to get their country back. We're trying to get energy independence back. How important are the rights of parents and energy independence to what you're going to tell voters in Alaska? Okay, exactly, John, those two issues, those are my babies. It's energy and it's a better education system for our kids, kids first and foremost, because I'm a mom. Those two issues, how foundational they are and should be for all the policies being considered in Washington, D.C. And yet it seems that they're actually last on the list. What's actually right for our kids, for our families, a lot of that entails freedom. It entails families being able to make the decisions for our children, because we do a lot better job of that than some far off faceless bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. trying to tell us how to raise our families, how to run our businesses, what's best for us. So you got the education, you suggested that priority. And then the other one, of course, is energy independence, because there's an inherent link between energy and security, energy and prosperity. And those in Washington, D.C. who are, they're part of a kind of a corrupt uh, breed, they really are, because they're uh, bought and sold by a special interest, so they don't put the people's interest first. Well, we have to get rid of that. We have to get back to developing our own resources, and then we're back on the road towards energy independence and security. Governor, uh, President Trump was very swift to endorse you for this seat in Congress. I know that that must have been a great boost for your campaign. Oh, yes. And uh, so as President Trump and I have spoken um, more recently uh, and more um, more frequently recently, I I read his endorsement and I said, you know, OK, is that not proof that he is not a politician? Because he actually said in there, yeah, she came out and she endorsed me early. And uh, he goes, and now it's my turn. Oh, my goodness. The virtue of loyalty in politics is virtually non-existent. So when he said that, I'm like, yeah, right on. He's, he's always going rogue. And that endorsement was, a, I think, a manifestation of that. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, there's a big contentious uh, Supreme Court nomination going on right now. Looks like Judge Jackson may get confirmed at the end of the week. Senator Murkowski has announced her support last night uh, for the, uh, the judge. You're thinking about this nominee, whether she's right for the Supreme Court. I don't think she is right for the Supreme Court. She, she did not have the most basic fundamental answers to the most basic fundamental questions uh, being posed to her of her from, uh, from those on the Hill. And um, it kind of shocked me that she seemed so ill-prepared, really, to be able to answer a simple question like, what, what's a woman? Um, you know, our first, second, third graders can answer that one. And, and that was um, that took me aback. I think that and along with a lot of other questions that she couldn't answer, took a lot of people back. And I think it's unfortunate that Joe Biden came right out of the chute saying he was going to base his pick um, on race and on gender. And, uh, you know, that brings back the movement 
towards freedom and true equality so far back. And it's, uh, you know, it's pretty insulting that he decided to just create those parameters and stick within that because, um, you know, not that she's not qualified, but there are so many good qualified constitutionalists out there who could be chosen for that highest court in the land. And it was just unfortunate that Biden put himself in that box and stayed in it. Yeah. And, and Governor, unfortunately, there are some elected officials in Alaska that the America First MAGA base of the Republican Party are not very supportive of Senator Lisa Murkowski. Um, how would it be like working with her? Uh, but also, would you be open to a change if someone like possibly Kelly uh, Shabaka took that seat? Oh, yes, absolutely. I think Alaskans are ready for that change to send someone to Washington, D.C. in that Senate seat who is um, truly putting the will of the people first, the will of the people in Alaska. It truly is for energy independence. And it's for uh, this desire for the rest of the country to recognize what Alaska has to offer. We are the Fort Knox of our country when it comes to minerals, when it comes to oil and gas these God-given resources that we can responsibly tap for mankind's responsible use. And, uh, you know, when those are letting, uh, they let politics get in the way of uh, just a, a simple agenda like that, the people of Alaska, they get frustrated. And I think there's a level of frustration when it comes to that U.S. Senate seat where Alaskans are ready for a change. Yeah, no doubt the polling clearly shows that. Governor, uh, you're, as you said in your announcement, you would be filling the shoes of a giant in Alaskan history. Don Young uh, served longer than almost any member in congressional history. Your thoughts about his legacy and how you would like to extend it if you were to win the seat? That is such a great question because, yes, truly, Don Young is a giant. Uh, so fitting for here in the last frontier, you know, the, the nation's largest state and um, uh, so unique, so vast and Gosh, Don Young, even his personality fit this state. So he's irreplaceable. And um, it would just be, you know, such an honor to follow in his footsteps, not fill in those shoes, but following in his footsteps when it comes to that passion that he had for Alaska. It seems unsurpassed how much he loved and cared for Alaskans. And, um, you know, I do share that with him. So huge shoes to fill, but... Uh, very, very thankful for the opportunity to throw my hat in the ring and the, offer myself up in the name of service. And Don Young and I were friends and um, I had a lot of respect for him. I loved he and that generation were kind of no filters, not politically correct. They said what they wanted to say and they fought for what was right. And we need more of that. Well, speaking of not being politically correct, fighting for what you believe, saying what you believe, you and your time in the public eye were very often a target of mainstream media. Do you think that they are going to continue to treat you that way? Do you think that they will be a little bit lighter this time around or just as voracious? Oh, I think they're going to be voracious. That's another really good question. Uh, but I live by the old adage that if you don't live by man's praise, you're not going to die by man's criticism. I know what's right. And I know my record. I know uh, the things that uh, the media has said about me, complete lies. My family knows. And uh, those closest to me, they know. So, um, you know, I, I really do have an ability. I don't know why God created the thick skin on me that he did, but an ability to just shake that off 
and move forward. And at this point too, Amanda, I have nothing to lose. President Trump and I spoke about that too. We can get out there yeah. fighting for what is right, doing what's right, having fun doing it. Because truly, Amen. we don't have anything to lose, but get out there and do the right thing for the people. Well, I know that constituents in your state are very excited to see you throwing your hat back in the ring and you being in public service again, the prospect of that. So Governor Palin, now U.S. House candidate, we appreciate you joining us so much and we'll see you soon. Anytime and congratulations on your show. Y'all are doing a great job. Thank you so much. And we'll be right back after the break. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, everybody. With all of these border issues, we thought it would be a great time to bring in a friend of the program, Congressman from the great state of Texas, Brian Babin. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Amanda. Great to be with you all. We are very happy to have you because Title 42 being lifted uh, May 23rd. Your thoughts on that? How bad is it going to be? It's going to be terrible. We had a, we had a uh, briefing yesterday uh, with the chief of Border Patrol, uh, with several uh, of his sector chiefs. And uh, let me tell you something. We had an 8,000 illegal alien encounter in one day. And uh, we know uh, that they, they surmised what it would be after Title 42 is dispensed with. And they said they wouldn't be at all surprised to see an 18,000 illegal alien uh, encounter in one day. So just let that sink in. And uh, what kind of plans they have you know, going forth? What's going to happen to our, you know, our, lo our localities, our counties, our cities down in South Texas and all along the 2,000-mile border? 
and, and every state is a border state today. And uh, it's just, it's scary. And, I, and, and, and the border patrol is, is, their morale is down. They, the people have, have, uh, have, have resigned, they've retired. They're 200 uh, border patrol agents short uh, over last year and even a suicide. It's terrible. My heart goes out to these border patrol agents and these ICE agents trying to do the best they can and this administration simply is kicking them to the curb and not not having their backs. That's amazing. I just took that 18,000 number. I'm, I, I, I joined journalists because I wasn't good at math, but I think that's a half million illegal aliens in a month. Uh, are that's we right. ready for that sort of surge? No, sir. We are definitely not ready for this. Uh, all it's going to be is simply a process them in, process them out, release them into the country. And then at the same time, John, we've got a new DHS rule, uh, which is coming out. And this may be what they're saying. They're getting ready for title, the end of Title 42, because what it does, it replaces our immigration judges with asylum officers. These are low-level bureaucrats at USCIS. And basically what they're going to do is hear all of the uh, so-called asylum uh, cases but what in reality it's going to do is create asylum seekers out of all of these millions of people that will be coming across the border. And now, uh, you know, the secretary tells us, uh, Mallorca says that uh, they're not going to be rubber stamping anything. Fat chance. That's all I can say. Fat chance. We're going to see rubber stamping. We're going to see an enormous, enormous increase in the flows across, uh, as we just said earlier in the segment. Congressman, you serve as co-chair of the House Border Security Caucus, and as you just alluded to, you had a very special guest from the Biden administration uh, present at your meeting. Why do you think that DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas decided to show up, and uh, were you surprised? We were very surprised, uh, and uh, you know we've uh, we've been trying to get his attention. Uh, for months of well, well over a year, uh, and all of a sudden, last week we find out he's going to come talk to our our House Border Security Caucus. It was I'm going to have to tell you all it is off the record. I cannot quote some of the things that he says, but I can just tell you uh, that uh, he was in a in a room full of very disappointed, uh, very uh, disenchanted, and very upset members of Congress on the Republican in the Republican conference, uh, membership of our, our House Border Security Caucus. And uh, incredibly, uh, we, we, we really didn't get a whole lot of answers uh, to our questions, but I can tell you that uh, one of the main things I'm taking away is that most of us were very, in fact, I think every single one of us were very angry about uh, what is happening at the border and uh, I admire his courage for coming in to talk to us. But I, uh, I simply told him, and I ho thanks for having the courage to come in here. I hope you have the courage to push back on this president and the administration and do what is right because people are literally dying. Young girls, children are being sex traded. Uh, we've got mass uh, chaos at the border. We have mayors in South Texas that that are on record saying that this administration has absolutely abandoned the American people. 
and that we have 100,000 plus deaths of, from overdose from fentanyl and five, four to 500 dead bodies of migrants, and not to mention other people from, uh, who have been murdered and maimed uh, and, and uh, criminalized by uh, illegal aliens that are coming across the border as well. Yeah, it's a, tra it's a human tragedy, it really is. Sir, we only have about 90 seconds left. You alluded to unanswered questions. You and Congressman Andy Biggs sent a letter to Mr. Mayorkas, Secretary Mayorkas, demanding answers about some Russians that illegally entered the United States. What do we know about that? And have you been able to get any answers at all? Well, we asked, uh, we asked today and really didn't get a, a satisfactory answer like I told you. Uh, but, you know, all I can say is uh, we've got millions of people that are coming here. So many of them are trying to uh, be asylum seekers when we know good and well that about 90 percent when they do show up for their court hearings uh, before an immigration judge, 90 percent of them uh, are bogus claims to, to be have credible fear uh, for their lives. Uh, and uh, I can tell you that uh, Ukrainians are coming across the border. And if anyone ever deserved to have asylum, it would be Ukrainians. But the people coming from the other 120 some odd or 30 uh, nations, uh, these are economic refugees. They may live in danger that criminal infested uh, uh, communities. They may have a lot of corruption. They may have, have a lot of crime. But these are economic. These are folks that are seeking a better life. My, my heart goes out to them. But uh, th this is a nation of laws, John, and we have to obey the law. And our administration, our Department of Homeland Security secretary, they are simply not uh, living up to the oath of their office. They are not obeying the law. In fact, they're in violation of the law in many, many areas. Uh, and so this is why I am just stunned uh, that we would have Russians coming in here uh, and then we're, we still have these questions are still out there until we can get yeah. some good answers. Hard for me to tell you uh, exactly what's going on there. It's an amazing thing. But we know, sir, you're going to be one of those people that are persistent and get the American country uh, your, your, the answers we need. We're, we're so grateful for your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Appreciate you, John and Amanda. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, stick around. When we come back, we're going to be talking about all things elections right after this commercial break. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
Welcome back, everybody. Joining us now is a man who defends the interest of the last frontier, the great state of Alaska, Senator Dan Sullivan. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to be on the show, Amanda. Thanks. Yeah, and great timing having you on today, fresh off the Senate's confirmation of the Supreme Court's newest associate justice, Katanji Brown-Jackson. Just wanted to get your initial thoughts before we dive into some economic stuff. Well, I was a no vote. And I just put out a statement. And, you know, what I actually focused on was something that I don't think got, I'm not on the Judiciary Committee, but what I don't think got nearly enough attention. When I look at Supreme Court justices, uh, I bring them in, I talk to them, but I have a deep, deep discussion on their role as a judge. What do they see their role as a judge? And with regard to um, a Supreme Court justice, to me, one of the most important things you can have is somebody who is very focused on the limited role the judiciary plays in our constitutional system and a limited role that federal agencies play. That is something that is very important to me. It's very important to most Alaskans. And when you looked at her record, she actually had a very different view. Two key, key opinions that she had written, she called two of the most important opinions were actually reversed by the liberal D.C. circuit because she took it upon herself to take on powers that Congress clearly said her district federal court did not have. That's exactly the kind of judicial activism that I think we don't need in the federal judiciary. So that was my big area of focus. I talked to her about that. You know, we had a good, respectful meeting. But to me, that was my most concerning aspect of um, Judge Jackson, and it was the main reason I voted against her. Yeah, I think a lot of people are nodding your head when they hear what you just said, Senator. They are in agreement with you. Um, you had one of my favorite tweets of the day because uh, you took us back to October of last year when Democrats had all those oil executives and said, will you commit today to reducing energy production in America? Boy, that's worked out really well for us now that we go to gas <laughs> and it's 4 and $5. Uh, the insanity of what you highlighted, and is there any way to get this reversed? Well, John, as part of the day one Biden administration, far left agenda, you know, those Democrat senators, what I called another show trial, you know, it was a show trial at the House. They bring in the energy executives. They try to blame them. They try to blame Putin. And the number one person that should be blamed is Joe Biden and Joe Biden's administration. Why? Because from day one, we have watched, we certainly watched in Alaska, what they've been doing, they've been limiting the production of American energy. They have been killing pipelines and infrastructure to move American energy. They have been begging from dictators to produce more American energy. And then they've gone to American financial institutions and strong arm them not to lend and finance American energy projects. Of course, that's going to drive up prices on working families and empower dictators like Putin. That is exactly what their policies have been. They need a huge course correction. And I think the Ukrainian conflict has shown in, huge, in a huge way just how misguided this policy is, but it's really hurting working families with these high prices at the pump. Oh, yeah, no doubt. 
Yeah, Senator, I, I just looked up the average price of gas here in Los Angeles is over $6. And, and I'm used to dealing with California Democrats, and they don't seem to care <laughs> about silly issues like high gas prices. But I have a feeling that Alaska Democrats and independents do. As you're out canvassing your state and talking to your constituents, is that something that's on their mind? Oh, my gosh, Amanda, it's so on their mind. Look, I, I, was, I wasn't going to show this to you, but I, I, I held this up uh, at a press conference yesterday. So this, I was home last weekend, right? And I filled up my truck. Actually, it was, only, it was a quarter, three quarters empty. So this was filling up a F-150, three quarters. It was almost 110 bucks. When I looked at the pump, it had this sticker on it. And if you can see that, <laughs> that's Joe Biden. And his, his, I did that. Now, this is my constituent. In Alaska, they know exactly who is causing this, and it's the president of the United States and his policies. That was a that was a local gas station pump in my neighborhood that showed it right. The truth right there. Joe Biden did that. And, you know, but in all seriousness, people are really hurting and we don't have to um, have these policies that limit the production of American energy. We have the highest environmental standards in the world. We're in this new era of great power competition against dictators in Russia and China. And one of the great strengths that we have as America is our incredible natural resources and energy. We should deploy it to help our own people, to help our allies, and to undermine dictators like Putin. Yeah, no doubt. You've been one of the most cogent voices about Russia's aggression and, and what it means for the world. At the same time, there's been sort of this bumbling, fumbling in our own government. There was a moment on NBC last night, Senator, where three uh, uh, intelligence officials are quoted as saying, you know, some of the stuff we put out before the war we knew wasn't right. We were just trying to play with Putin's head. And it does, it's not a big deal that the American people got misled. I literally fell off my chair when I saw this report. How off was the Biden's pre-war planning uh, for trying to prevent a war? How, how much did they fail? Look, he, here's the big issue, and I raised it today in a hearing with Secretary Austin yeah. and General Milley. The intelligence community on the on the invasion, right, that it was going to happen, that it was going to be a massive invasion from three different avenues of approach, that the Russians were actually going to try and take Kiev, they actually got that pretty right. And, um, you know, a lot of people didn't believe that that was going to happen. It did right. happen. But what they missed was that the intelligence community... And, you know, this happens. Um, they, they essentially said, look, uh, the Russians are going to crush the Ukrainians in three to five days. I mean, that was the intel briefings that we were getting. Obviously, that was wrong. And when you get that kind of intel briefing, it limits the way in which you think about the war. It limits the way in which you think about options. I mean, because the president was getting the same briefing. So what I've been pressing the administration to do is, Look, we need, to, we need a serious paradigm shift. We were told for a number, you know, up to two weeks that this was going to be over fast. Obviously, with the inspirational leadership of Zelensky, but also the strong fighting spirit of the Ukrainians, you know, they could win. They could, they could bring a strategic defeat to one of the world's great dictators, Vladimir Putin. Yep. So we need to have a winning strategy. And in my view, that means more weapons, tighter sanctions, yep. intel sharing, and getting energy to our allies in Europe, American That's energy. Such a, key, such a key, Senator. We're running out of time, but I think a lot of people like the idea of a winning strategy. Thank you for joining us today, sir.
All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more interviews, more news, more exclusive insights. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. As most of you know, I'm on a pretty regular schedule flinging myself across the country on airplanes, and I'm very excited for our next two guests. They are very seasoned and experienced flight attendants for major U.S. airlines who are plaintiffs, along with seven others in a federal lawsuit challenging Joe Biden's mask mandate on planes. Lisa Williams and Jeremy Ivanovsky, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for, thanks for having us, Amanda. I appreciate what you do. Absolutely. And Lisa, I want to ask you first, um, I know that this has probably been a long time brewing for you. You've had four decades in the industry, but these last two years have been trying for everyone, but especially folks like you two who are on airplanes all the time. What, what's the ultimate goal of this lawsuit outside of winning and hopefully stripping away the mask mm -hmm. mandates? Um, well, our ultimate goal um there's nine of us and uh, we all came together and made a decision um, that it was time uh, to stand just as American citizens, not only transportation workers. Um, we came together with like-minded flight attendants and we're all from major airlines. Um, I think there's four companies that, it, um, you know, we're all together. Um, so the CC CDC and HHS um, pretty much, um, this is an unlawful mandate, um, and it violates our existing laws. Um, this has been imposed by the American citizens, and it's constitutionally wrong. Um, transportation employees have been weaponized by the federal government um, to enforce this unlawful mandate. Um, it's created a really hostile environment uh, for all of us. Um, what we hope to accomplish is to send a message to the federal government that uh, we, the people, are in charge and um, permanently abolish uh, this mandate um, so it can no longer be reintroduced into the industry. Yeah, that's an important thing. I know a lot of uh, flying uh, customers, my <laughs> colleague inside, that are cheering you on for this. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Jeremy, uh, I know you've been uh, a flight attendant for a long time, but you also had a career in police enforcement. And I want to say you, you've been in difficult situations. You know the interactions. How much stress has this mask mandate created for people on planes? I mean, it, it seems to have created this incredible tension. There's been these violent episodes. Tell us a little bit about how you, how flight attendants have to deal with that anger and violence. 
Well, when this started in uh, for employees in July of 2020, can y'all hear me okay? Yeah, loud and clear. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not coming in through on my end. Anyhow, when, uh, when this started in July of 2020, uh, like Lisa said, the flight attendants were weaponized to be mask enforcers. And I was telling crew at the time that I was working with, I'm like, listen, leave these people alone. These are not codified uh, federal air regulations. These aren't laws passed by Congress. We're not law enforcement. We're not doctors and we're not lawyers. Leave these people alone. And in August of 2020, uh, essentially, we were given an ultimatum, no mask, no work. So instead of ending up on the cover of Time magazine or on a YouTube uh, video, I took a leave of absence. I was not going to take part in this tyranny and be a mask enforcer. So I took a 15-month leave. Uh, my leave was canceled in November of 2021, and I was coerced back to work to wear the mask. So I don't enforce it. I don't order or tell anybody to cover their nose or mouth. It's unconstitutional. In addition, yeah. it, it also makes me sick. So. Yeah, I, I feel you. When I'm on an airplane and I have to wear the mask, my nose starts running and, and it's a whole mess, a whole host of issues. Um, it's interesting, though, the last airline that I flew on last week, and I'm not going to say the airline, the flight attendant over the speaker made it very clear that it wasn't the airline. She said, uh, this is a federal mandate. It has nothing to do with our airline or our flight attendant. So it seems mm -hmm. like there may be some people who are moving in the direction that you guys did initially. Mm -hmm. Do you feel... Do you feel support from your from your colleagues and former colleagues? I'll let Lisa go. Um, I, I feel that I do um, get the support um, from the majority of colleagues, um, but you do have uh, some out there that um, just want to be a policeman. <laughs> they chose the wrong career, apparently. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Jeremy, and uh, did you guys face any uh, backlash after you filed the lawsuit? Did the airlines, the unions, anyone try to uh, interfere with your effort to bring this lawsuit? Well, to date, I haven't. I've been pretty quiet about it. But now that I'm getting some exposure through the uh, the media, that's eventually going to hit both the union and uh, anybody watching social media. But um, you know, I'm standing up for my rights. I'm taking my freedom back. Um, if we don't stand up, we're going to end up in a further despotism like it's already gone. I do toe the line or uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say, but I, I, I um, something about the envelope. Yeah. Don't push get, the envelope. Huh? Pushing the envelope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I push <laughs> the envelope with TSA. I mean, I don't comply in airports. Yeah. I don't comply at our check-in. I don't comply on vans. Um you know, I need to, I have an opportunity to breathe freely and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I, I see more and more mm -hmm. people walking around the airports without masks on acting like they're getting ready to take a sip of something when everyone knows they're not. So there are the nine of you uh, that are, that uh, set forth this lawsuit, but are you feeling support from other organizations outside of, of the nine of you in, that are plaintiffs? Definitely. Definitely. Jeremy. Um, I'm, I'm reading the comments section of various uh, articles that have been posted in like the Blaze or National Review because some of our other plaintiffs have done interviews and a lot of the comments, uh, people are supportive saying it's about time and why didn't this happen a long time ago? Unfortunately, it, it took two years of us uh, uh, for people like us to come together to take a stand. So yeah, the pilots are definitely uh, backing us because they're basically uh, exempt from the mask while on the flight deck. 
Wow. Well, how about that? Yeah. I think we have some pilots coming on the show later in the week. So that'll be great. We got about 30 seconds left. Uh, just real quickly, if you had a moment to talk to President Biden, what message would you convey about this mass mandate, its effectiveness and its consequences? Jeremy? Uh, we're not going to comply anymore. It's a, it's unconstitutional. Everything Joe Biden and the administration, including uh, Anthony Fauci and all these uh, unelected bureaucrats are doing, is unconstitution, unconstitutional, unlawful, and we will not comply. We uh, have to take our freedom back. Uh, Dr. Scott Atlas, who was on the COVID task force, said this stops when the people rise up. And he was labeled a heretic, but Freedom's popular, and America was founded on freedom. So we got to take our freedom back. That's right. Yeah, when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes <laughs> duty, and you two are definitely doing yeah. your duty. So thank you to That's the mean. both of you. We'll be right back. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion. Hunter Biden and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.